I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome everybody. It is the Tuesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. It's a big news day as... Many of you, I'm sure, are very aware already. We're going to get into some of it. Clay and I have a lot of updates and analysis for you. Uh, Trump appearing in federal court down here in Miami, Florida. First time a former president has ever faced a uh, federal indictment like this. And uh, we're going to try to bring you all the latest on this and, and where we think this is going. Also, you if you're very online, as they say, if you're very involved in the online political discussions, you may have seen a video going around of a trans influencer uh, going topless in front of the White House. And it's, you know, during a ceremony where Joe Biden had said or as part of the same visit to the White House where Joe Biden had talked about the bravery of the trans community. Apparently now uh, you have a trans influencer who thinks it is brave to show uh, the fake breasts on a man in front of the White House. The whole thing has got people saying, what the heck is going on? Imagine if somebody not from the trans community did this thing. We'll certainly discuss that. Also, uh, Senator Chuck Grassley has said, and Grassley is not a, a a bomb thrower member of Congress. He he tends to keep it very much based on what he can prove, what he can see, what the facts are. He says that a Ukrainian oil executive who bribed Joe Biden, this is part of the oversight committee hearings that have been underway, this Ukrainian oil executive who bribed Joe Biden, allegedly with $5 million, kept secret recordings, Clay, 
a couple of secret recordings of calls with him and Joe Biden and also secret recordings uh, of a number of calls with Hunter Biden. So we'll see how that plays out. This is all tied to the FBI uh, in a raw intelligence informant document that the House Oversight Committee wanted and initially the FBI would not hand over. Uh, we also have the uh, Gavin Newsom interview last night with uh, Sean Hannity. It was very interesting. And I, I actually want to start with that, if I can, Clay. We're going to get we're going to dive in in just a moment here to uh, the Trump indictment situation, too. Uh, and, oh, we have Nikki Haley, Republican presidential contender. She'll be joining us at the bottom of this hour. So we said every GOP candidate who's, you know, above one percent or two percent in the polls, we will have the uh, we'll make the offer to, to uh, let them come on the show. Uh, we'll be speaking to Nikki Haley, former uh, U.S. ambassador to the U.N. under Trump, in just a few moments. But, Clay, can I just start with this? Sean, one of the things we've talked about here is, is how much we would love to see a debate between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. This is a little outside of the presidential realm right now. It's just more of the national political conversation, blue state versus red state governance, and how's that all going, which clearly plays into the presidential election, too, and Ron DeSantis is a candidate. Um, Sean said that he would host a debate between Newsom and DeSantis, which I think is would be great. I would really like to watch that. Newsom says he's in. I would just point out, though, something. We often talk about the mistakes that Newsom has made. So I, I pulled up. There's a supercut. There are so many things that he's done in California that even he says are a disaster and totally indefensible. Let's let's play the uh, Newsom supercut of he takes full responsibility. We had an historic number of homeless under Republican administration. Right now, there's 171,000 escalated. Disgraceful. And, all right, I'll compare to Florida again. 26,000. Of course. Okay, same Not weather, similar state. I mean, uh, I've lived in both. Dynamics are very different. That said, we own this, Sean. We have two point sisters out here recently with a team, and I said, it's don't bad. go to the wharf. Certain parts are bad, and we own that. The difference between me and most politicians is I own this. I take responsibility for this. This is personal to me. I love this state. I don't like what's happening with the encampments. The French laundry. Just no, it was a dumb mistake. It was a terrible mistake. It wasn't illegal. It was wrong. And I no. totally violated the spirit of what I was preaching. No. And it was wrong. And I own that. He owns it, Clay. He owns the massive screw-ups that California is going through. Is that really an answer? Like, I, I own it. Okay, I guess we can't talk about it anymore. I'm going to be honest with you, Buck. I watched Gavin Newsom's interview with Sean Hannity. I disagree with everything just about that he has done. I didn't hate him. I, I, this is why I am concerned that he is potentially going to be the nominee. And I know Come you laugh on. at me, and I know Come you ridicule on. it. And I, I, I want to, I want to really despise evil Keanu Reeves, right? Which I think is Thank a perfect you. description you. of how he sounds. It. But I give him credit, just like we did for Trump for going on CNN. I give him credit for going into the lion's den with Deshaun Hannity. And, Buck, I think there are a lot of people out there that when you say, and, and actually there's a longer version of, of, of Hannity kind of grilling him on the stupid French laundry thing, of him saying, yeah, it was stupid, I'm an idiot, you know, basically I'm paraphrasing what he said. And we have this world that we've created, Buck, and I, I do think those clips when you play them we have created a world 
where ever acknowledging that you got anything wrong if you are a politician is considered to be such a sign of weakness that even when people get things wrong, they will not admit it. And I think, I really do, for people out there who are listening, people will accept if you say, you know what, I make a lot of decisions every day, and sometimes I screw up. That's normal life, and we've created this artificial world where, I mean, if you ask Trump, for instance, I think, hey, what's something that you really screwed up as president? He would say nothing, right? Uh, and, and obviously that's not true, right? Because you make 100 decisions every day, and some of them you're going to get wrong. I think Newsom, Buck, may be able to just say, yeah, I've screwed up a lot of things, but I've learned from them, and I'm the best candidate going forward, and I think he may be rhetorically skilled enough. He may be rhetorically skilled enough that even as elegant as he is, even as greasy as his hair looks, even as evil Keanu Reeves as he looks like and sounds like, I think he may play well. And I okay. think he's setting it up to be the replacement for Biden because there's no other reason, Buck, he would be doing a sit-down interview with Sean Hannity. All right. So let me – let me a, a few things that come to mind for me, um, and, and there are places where I, I – I'm, I'm aligned with, with your assessment and there are places where it's not that I think you disagree with me, but I had a sort of a different takeaway, right? So, um, on the, why do I think it's so interesting? He goes, I, I said responsibility. I own that. I own, he kept saying it. Yeah. What Gavin Newsom is saying, and I think that our audience needs to hear this because we talk about it a lot, is when we talk about the outflow from California, when we talk about the homelessness crisis, when we talk about all the crime, when we talk about the duplicitousness of the elites. It wasn't just Newsom, remember? It was Pelosi yep. getting her hair done. It was uh, um, London Breed London going Breed. partying. I mean, right, right. Across the board. Everything that we told you and tell you about that is true. Gavin Noose, it is indefensible. He can't even defend it. So I just, my first thing was, hey, you know, people say, oh, they're just beating up on California because it's blue state and it's the death. No, what we're saying is the absolute gospel truth of what a screw up these different parts of an otherwise. And the thing is, I agree with you on this. When he talks about how much he loves California, what do you and I sit here and say? I, I, Cali I grew up in New York City. And I always thought, I'm going to get older one day, man. I'm just going to live in Santa Monica. I'm going to live in Mount. Like, that's the promised land, California. Everyone's so happy and beautiful and the sunshine in Hollywood. I grew up, you know, idolizing it. And he kept saying, I love this state. I love this state. Yeah, but he's destroying it. And the one thing that he kept pointing to was, oh, our GDP and we create so much. He inherited Silicon Valley and the entertainment industry located in his state if you took silicon valley out of california the gdp per, of that state would look very different and that's just something that he happened to have he inherited okay on the how does he play part of this you know he's slick i mean i'm not going to say the guy's not slick and i didn't and i appreciate that sean took the perspective too of, look let's actually talk policy it was it was amazing you saw two people who disagree who sat down and actually had a conversation yeah when was the last? Now we gave Trump a lot of credit for going on CNN. What's interesting in that context is CNN is not going to let that happen again because Trump, you know, just did a flying elbow off the top belt buckle to that network, and they thought it was going to be something where they, you know, they'd be able to pin him to the mat. Um, but we need more of this. 
Uh, for me, though, I mean, you're, you're looking at it, you know, is Newsom for Newsom's 100 percent going to run for president? Right. I think you and I agree on that at some yeah. point. I don't think I don't think it's going to be this time around. I don't think there's any I don't think there's a pathway for him, but he's definitely going to run for president. We may get a Newsom DeSantis throwdown in 2028. Right. That could happen. But in the meantime, the whole red state, blue state paradigm that we've talked about so many times on the show, Gavin Newsom, he doesn't agree with everything we're saying about it, but he admits the problems that we say are huge problems are real. They are indefensible and they need to fix this stuff. Here's what I would say to everybody. The Republican bench of candidates is really good, right? There's four or five people that if they were the nominee right now, I would be like, I feel good about their chances to beat Joe Biden. What about the Democrat bench? I think Gavin Newsom is by far the best Democrat that is available, right? They talk about Pritzker, you know, the fat governor from Illinois who's wrong on everything and not very likable. He has zero chance to be president. I think Kamala Harris is so bad at being a politician and so inauthentic and so fake that she has a 0% chance of being a politician. Who do you look at in the Democrat ranks and think, oh, I could see that person one day elevating themselves and becoming president of the United States? I'm telling you, I watched, uh, I watched Gavin Newsom and he is the best candidate that Democrats have. Now, I think part of this buck is we live in a world where results don't matter. And this is scary because he's wrong on everything, right? It's all what you can sell. And if they can sell flipping Fetterman, and if they can sell Biden, Gavin Newsom is a far better product for them to sell than John Fetterman or Joe Biden. He's way better than Bernie Sanders, way better than Elizabeth Warren, way better than Hillary Clinton. Obama was a great yeah. product, right? They wrapped him up. They sold him. I think Gavin Newsom on a debate stage and on the campaign trail, as inauthentic and wrong as I think he is, he is on virtually everything, I think he would sell well. I really do. And I think he is the person right now. If you had to make me point to somebody, like let's say Joe Biden is not able to, uh, to to run, or they somehow knock him out Nancy Kerrigan-style, kneecap him, um, I think that it would be Newsom who finds his way in as the nominee. I just don't, I don't understand what the, unless you're going to pull some convention, uh, you know, cloak, uh, you know, back cloakroom, smoky committee meeting of the Democrat powers that be, I just don't know how you could replace uh you know Kamala Harris on the ticket without just completely anyway let, let's not that's all stuff is you know that's right now we're not there Biden's a nominee I think they would um, have to have a full-on run which is why I say if Biden's not going to run it has to happen at some point this summer so they can allow the primary process to play itself out right unless it's just going to be the vice president which would be you know she would she's, she's, she she would get smoked and I don't think that they're going to be willing to go I, and get smoked. I feel like you're forcing me to be the guy who says, I think you're underestimating Kamala Harris, which is, which is not That's where not I want to be. That's not an argument you want to be making. That's not where but, I want to be in this whole thing. But I, I, if the Fetterman effect, if they, if Fetterman can win a Senate seat in Pennsylvania, I don't know why with the Democrat machinery in place, Kamala Harris doesn't become, uh, I mean, Joe Biden was a Joe candidate until the Democrat machinery decided, you know, he's winning. 
he's he, he we're, he's going to be the guy. He was trailing in the primary. We all know it. And they just flipped a switch, and he's the guy. I think they could flip that switch for Kamala too. That's how I see it. But we'll see. I don't. It's a it's a great point. I don't think they could. And we need to talk more about this. We'll talk about it when we come well, back. We're going to ask Nikki Haley why. about it too because she's yeah, waiting. She's she has said a vote for a vote for Biden is a vote for Kamala because she knows. She may well be right. Tunnel the Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families since September 11, 2001. Like Franklin, Tennessee, police officer Jeffrey Carson and his family. This is my hometown, Franklin, Tennessee. Officer Carson left his country music career behind in order to serve his community. He spent 14 years with the hardworking, I love these guys, Franklin Police Department before he suffered a fatal heart attack in the line of duty in 2022. Within weeks, Tunnel the Towers met with Officer Carson's wife and son to let them know they would never again have to worry about their mortgage. This is what the foundation does. When a first responder dies in the line of duty and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel the Towers is there to take care of them. The foundation has helped hundreds of first responder families across America by removing the burden of a mortgage thanks to supporters like you. Join them on their mission. It only takes $11 a month. Donate to Tunnel the Towers by visiting t2t.org that's t the number two t.org he's buck sexton he's clay travis together they're breathing sanity into an insane world why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver i just don't understand have we already forgotten about regional bank closures inflation global instability and the potential for serious world conflicts you can look to precious metals for various reasons one, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. 
If you've got a military, first responder, emergency medical, or government service background, GovX.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned. GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. GovX donates a portion of every order to nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. Your orders make a meaningful impact. You can become a member in seconds. Signing up is fast and free. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. That's G-O-V-X.com. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. That's GovX. Code CLAY. G-O-V-X-C-L-A-Y savings for those who serve welcome back in clay travis buck sexton show uh, buck sexton the head of the kamala harris fan club wow uh, in, in a, wow early for this play early <laughs> in america um i i look i wanted to hate him we're talking about sean hannity uh in a, <laughs> i like sean we're talking about sean hannity i wanted to hate gavin newsom being interviewed by sean hannity last night on fox news i couldn't do it and uh, we've got a caller, Buck, who lives in California. I bet there's Californians listening right now. They're like, I disagree with everything that Gavin Newsom has done, what he's doing in San Francisco, what L.A. looks like. But Jason in Bakersfield, you kind of agree with me. He's a disaster on policy, but he doesn't seem like that awful of a guy when he actually speaks. I, I do. I'm, I'm sorry, Buck, but I do believe, agree with uh, Clay. I, if I'm an independent or... Or an undecided right now, and I watched that interview last night. I look at Gavin and say, "Hey, he he doesn't seem like as bad of a guy as everybody says he is. He is, but if I'm looking at it as an undecided, I didn't think he looked that bad, and that scares me." So, can, can I just weigh in? Because I, I'm Clay, and I had different take. Clay's biggest takeaway was that Gavin Newsom came across as likable. My biggest takeaway: I'm not saying Gavin Newsom isn't. Very, I use the word slick or oleaginous. We, but I use the word slick to describe him all the time. He's very smooth, man. He's a charmer. Like he's, there's a reason he's the governor of California. I get that. I'm just saying all the things that we hit him on. He's like, yeah, it's a disaster. I own that. Yeah. So, but, 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 but Buck, that's so, th- thank you for the call, by the way. That's such an underrated rhetorical ploy. Because if I come over to the top with my biggest punch and I'm like, San Francisco, San Francisco sucks now, and there's way too many homeless people, and 700,000 people have left, and he just says, yeah, you know, we've screwed up on some things. And then he immediately pivots to, but we're the third largest economy in the world, and we believe in freedom no, and I, all these talking it, points. It's really good. It's effective. I'm not, yeah. again, he, there's a reason he's the governor, but my point is, when we talk about on this yeah. show the rampant crime and everything else, oh, yeah. Gavin Newsom agrees with us. <laughs> That's yes. the point. Everything we tell you about this is a reflection of reality. When they say Ron DeSantis in Florida is running an anti-LGBTQ and he's the head of the yep. that is Looneyville. Yes, that is lunatic, crazy talk that has no bearing in reality. So I just think it's interesting. Hits on California. Even the libs agree. Hits on Florida. They're living in an alternate universe. And there was a lot of Florida talk last night, too. We'll get into discussion with Nikki Haley on this here in just a second. Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. If you're with them, you're overpaying for your cell phone service. It's as simple as that. I noticed the difference when I switched from one of the big names to Pure Talk. 
I've been with Pure Talk for a couple of years now, and the service, the coverage is every bit as good. In fact, the only thing that's different is the price. And guess what? It's much lower. Unlimited talk, unlimited text, and ultra-fast 5G data for just $20 a month. Compare that to what you're paying this month. Pure Talk uses the most dependable 5G network in the country. Switch today by picking up your cell phone and dialing pound 250 and say the keywords Clay and Buck. Pure Talk's amazing U.S. customer service team will make switching so easy. Again, dial pound 250 and say Clay and Buck for unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and save an additional 50% off your first month with Pure Talk. That's pound 250 on your phone right now. Say Clay and Buck. Welcome back to Clay and Buck, everybody. As promised, we have Ambassador Nikki Haley with us now. She is running for GOP nomination for President of the United States. Ambassador Haley, thanks for making the time. Thanks so much. It's great to be with you. So let's start, if we could, with um, your analysis of the situation. Look, I, I understand that you're running your own campaign and you want to talk about your own issues. We're going to ask you about some of your policies and what you'd want to do for the country. But today is a particular day. Your chief rival in the primary, the guy who's leading in the polls right now, is before or is about to be before a judge uh, down here in Florida. What do you make of the situation of Donald Trump? And, and would you commit to pardoning him if it came to it, if you were able to win the race? Well, first of all, I had a great relation, working relationship with President Trump. And, you know, what's happening is unfortunate. I think the Justice Department has handled this whole thing terribly. I mean, you can't have one standard for Democrats like Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden and then another standard for Republicans like Donald Trump. And we're seeing that again. And we're seeing that again with the Biden bribery um, recordings that are, that have come to light. I mean, the country should never stand for that. And I think that we should all speak up and we have to be loud about that. Having said that, if the claims in the indictment are true, if they're true, then Trump was incredibly reckless with our national security, and that's not okay. So now if you've got the question of a pardon, I mean, that's a very different question. I'm not going to presume President Trump's guilt. I think we all need to let this trial play out. We need to see, you know, exactly what happens. But, you know, when you look at a pardon, the issue is less about guilt and more about what's good for the country. And I think it would be terrible for the country to have a former president in prison for years because of a documents case. That's something you see in a third world country. I saw that at the United Nations. So I would be inclined in favor of a pardon. Um, but I think it's really premature at this point when he's not even been convicted of anything. Nikki Haley with us now. You're obviously running for president. Two leading candidates right now are Donald Trump. We just asked you about Trump as he gets ready for the indictment in Florida and Ron DeSantis. You have aggressively attacked Ron DeSantis for his response on Disney. What has he gotten wrong there? What would you have done differently? Well, first of all, I, you know, I call people out whenever I see anything. I was a governor and, you know, certainly we had to work with a lot of different companies. South Carolina is not a woke state, but, you know, you have these things. Disney, the, the biggest issue, look, Ron can do whatever he wants. He is the governor. But the biggest issue with this is Disney just didn't become woke overnight. They've been woke for a long time. I remember when they hit President Trump on immigration. So this is nothing new. All I'm saying is, look, if you've gone and given Disney the, the largest corporate subsidies um, in Florida history, if you've gone and done all of these things for Disney and they are your largest employer. I just don't think you need to get into this vendetta politics where you're, you know, 
using taxpayer dollars for lawsuits. That's not what I would do. What I would do is call them out on what you need to call them out on. But just because they hit you doesn't mean you have to go into an all-out war with them. I mean, these companies tend to do that. We're seeing more and more woke companies. What we should do is keep pushing policy that we know is right for our people and then let the companies go and hurt themselves in the way that they criticize things. But I just think the back and forth is unfortunate for the people of Florida. Um, But he's got a decision to make. I mean, I'd much rather talk about the fact that, you know, we're $31 trillion in debt. And, you know, he voted to raise the debt ceiling back in 2018. And, you know, now we're sitting in a big mess when it comes to our debt. I think we've got to take care of that. Ambassador Haley, uh, on on the issue of Trump, you mentioned a moment ago uh, that you always had a very good relationship with him. You obviously were the uh, U.S. ambassador to the United Nations during uh, Trump's first term. You know, you're running for president. So what would be different about a Haley presidency than a trump second term what would you do better or what would you do differently well i've been a two-term governor that took a double-digit unemployment state and turned it into an economic powerhouse i was at the u.n i didn't deal with one country i dealt with 193 i mean president trump and i differ on some things you know he thinks january 6th was a beautiful day i think it was a terrible day you know he thinks we should stay neutral on the war with ukraine and russia i think a win for ukraine is good for america's national security you know, he had no problem with the spending and, you know, the increase in the debt that we had. And I, as an accountant, I think that our kids are never going to forgive us for this if we don't start seriously cutting back on the spending, stopping the borrowing, and making sure we go back to pre-COVID levels. Talking to former Ambassador and Governor Nikki Haley, Joe Biden, it appears, I think, to almost every single person listening to us right now, a lot of Democrats, Republicans, and independents all overwhelmingly agree, isn't physically or mentally capable of being president. Should he be the Democrat nominee in 2024, in your opinion, uh, Nikki? And if he is, do you think that he's going to be able to finish his term in office? No, and I don't. I think this is a shadow campaign for Kamala Harris. I mean, I... When I look at it, that's who I'm running against is Kamala Harris, because we can't look at Biden and see the decline that he's had in the last couple of years and honestly think that he's going to make it as president um, till 86 years old. I think that this is very much they're going to keep him from debating in primary. They're going to get him to be the nominee. We don't know if he's going to actually make it um to the election if he does make it to the election i don't think he stays long as president and so i think you know i will continue to say a vote for president biden is a vote for president harris and i think that's also why you're seeing them go and spend all this money trying to you know change her profile and make her look better than what she is is because i think that she is going to be eventually either the nominee or the president if um it continues going down the path where biden wins and that's exactly why We need to be very focused and understand that we've got to have a new generational leader. We cannot lose this election again. We can't afford to lose the general election and give Biden and Kamala four years because I don't think America would recover from that. One of the big questions we've had on this show is Trump says that 2020 was a stolen election, that it was rigged. If Democrats were willing to steal and rig 2020, why would they not do the same thing in 2024? How do you look at discussing 2020, not only retrospectively, but also prospectively as it pertains to 2024? 
I think there were a lot of lessons that we should take from 2020. I mean, voter integrity is everything. If, you know, if you have people who don't trust the election process, I mean, that can be the weakening point of any country. And so it's really important that we have integrity. I, as governor, passed voter ID in South Carolina, and I was vilified for it. But I said, if you've got to show picture ID to buy Sudafed, if you've got to show picture ID to get on a plane, you should have to show picture ID to protect the integrity of the election process. What we saw happen during COVID was a lot of bending of the rules. And you saw secretaries of state do things without their state legislatures. We saw mail-out balloting. Um, We saw some inconsistencies there. And, you know, while I don't think that changed the results of the election, I think that should be a wake-up call to every American that we need to do everything we can to have election integrity. So I think every state in the country should at least have to do voter ID. I think we should make sure that when there are absentee ballots or any early voting, we should always have to verify signatures and make sure they are who they are. I think when ballots come in, they should be counted at the time and everybody should get the results of the election on election day. It shouldn't have this going two weeks out. And so I don't think we should stop on fighting for election integrity. I think we still have a few states that are concerning. And I think that we have to be conscious of about that. And I think we also have to understand that whatever the Democrats are doing and the ways they go to get people to vote, Republicans need to do the same thing. It's about getting as many of our people out to vote um, as possible. And we've got to make sure that we continue to push for voter integrity in the process. We just have one more for you, Ambassador Haley. We're speaking to Ambassador Nikki Haley. She's running for the Republican nomination. What does a Haley, what would a Haley presidency look like with regard to both border security and the tens of millions of illegal immigrants who are currently in the United States. What would your approach be? What would your policy be? Well, I first of all, I went 400 miles down that border, and you are not ready for what I saw. It is unthinkable what those ranchers go through when they get up in the morning and have to see if someone died while they crossed the, the fence or pick up whatever little kids were behind. And when I talked to sheriffs, they sat there and said they round up illegal immigrants before 7 a.m., turn them over to Border Patrol. Border Patrol releases them until their court date years from now. And when I talked to Border Patrol and asked them about their jobs, they said, do you want to know what we do? We're glorified babysitters. They don't let us do our jobs. When I was governor in South Carolina, I passed one of the toughest illegal immigration laws in the country. We did a mandatory E-Verify program that required all of our businesses to prove who they were hiring were here legally in this country. I would do a national E-Verify program across the country. I would defund sanctuary cities. I would go back to remain in Mexico because no one wants to remain in Mexico. We'd pull back on the provisions of Title 42. Instead of 87,000 IRS agents going after middle America, we'd put 25,000 Border Patrol and ICE agents on the ground. And instead of catch and release, we would go to catch and deport. We've got to stop the bleeding. We've got to shut down our borders. We can't have this continue to happen. Five million illegal immigrants have crossed the border. It's it's unthinkable. Uh, Nikki Haley, ambassador and governor, we appreciate you. Look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks. Go to NikkiHaley.com. Appreciate that. Tunnel to Towers Foundation, we know how important they have been in everything that they have done. I saw, Buck, really great uh, footage of their golf tournament uh, this past weekend. It was fantastic. Uh, Really, really cool. But I want to tell you now about computers breaking. They fail. They crash. As much as we rely on them to store important documents like my book manuscript or save priceless photos, they break down. In fact, you can guarantee it. The question is, are you prepared for when that happens? 
Whatever you have on your computer or phone, use iDrive to back it up. The company we recommend, iDrive.com. Their system, easy to download, even easier to use. Most important, the data you back up is accessible when you need it most. If I didn't back up everything I've written and my computer crashed, that would be catastrophic. My new book comes out August 8th, and I thought I lost it for a little while on the computer. I bet you guys have had files like that happen before, whether it's computers, whether it's documents you've drafted. It's a sick feeling in your stomach. That's why you need iDrive. You can back up everything, PCs, Macs, servers, mobile devices into one account for one cost, not to mention iDrive, PC mag winner, eight years in a row for the best cloud backup solution, iDrive.com. Plans start at less than 7 bucks a month. Use my name, Clay, to get 90% off of all that for the first year. That's iDrive.com, my name, Clay. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Stay current with what Clay and Buck are saying on TV. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833 833- 995-G-O-L-D. We're proud supporters of those who serve our country and our local communities. That includes our military, law enforcement, firefighters, emergency medical professionals, and other government service personnel. There's an American company whose entire mission is built around serving these individuals, GovX.com. If you've served our country in one of these ways, go to GovX.com and join the community today. It's fast, easy, and totally free. GovX members get access to unbeatable discounts from thousands of trusted brands that want to honor your service. Brands like Oakley, Vortex Optics, Yeti, Under Armour, and many more. You'll also save big on sports tickets, entertainment, and travel. GovX.com is a one-stop shop for everything you need on or off duty. A portion of every order goes towards nonprofits that serve the military and first responder communities. More than 8 million people are already saving every day through GovX. Visit GovX.com and use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX, savings for those who serve. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. 
Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. What do we think of Nikki Haley there? I think that is, is that the second or third time that Nikki's been on the show since she announced for president? I think it's at least the second. It may be the third. Um, she kind of hedged on the question of whether or not to pardon. I thought she was better on some of her answers. And Buck, I guess my biggest takeaway is it felt like her early campaign was very deferential to Trump and she was going after DeSantis more. And it felt like to me she went after Trump more in this interview so, than she did DeSantis. I, I think, you know, look, I, we got to ask the questions that we think all, serve all of our time, your time, our time best. And that means the things that we think any of you who really want to probe and get some answers. Look, I asked her about the border. I don't think she mentioned what we do with the millions of illegals here in the country, for example. I didn't have time to press her because we had to go to a commercial break. You've only got so much time in a radio interview. She's very, she's look, she's very smooth. She, 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 she knows the game. Um, I think she came across, I think she always comes across as, as a poised professional. Um, the thing for me though is whether it's her or any other of, of the primary candidates, if you're not willing to attack the front runner, you're not running for president. Full yeah. stop. So if you're not really running for president, what are you doing? Like why, why now we know what the answers to that are high profile. You know, more book sales, maybe running for Trump cabinet. But I mean, I think that is the rule. Any candidate that we would have on, if they're not going to, and by the way, I'm not saying you don't have to trash Trump. Of course, you could say, I think he did a really good job, comma, but I think I would be better because if you can't answer the, I think I would be better than the front runner, why are you running? Right. I, I just think that's fair. I just think that's the application of basic logic here. So she answered it. I don't know that she answered it well, but I do think it's interesting, Buck, that, um, you know, August is going to be here soon. And what is it? August 21st, the Fox News debate. Trump hasn't committed officially to whether he's going to be in it or not. But if you start to look at some of these numbers, anybody outside of Trump and DeSantis. Now, to be fair, it's still relatively early, but my contention would be that this is This is the time of year when everybody's going on vacation. And my argument would be, if by Labor Day, you aren't at 5% or better, right? It's really hard for me to believe that you're going to suddenly catch fire and that you're going to be able to win in Iowa or New Hampshire. Right now, Buck, other than Trump and DeSantis, there is not a third candidate that has caught any kind of wave and has in any way crested. By which I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I haven't seen anybody else even close to double digits other right. than Trump and DeSantis. When you look at 2016, Cruz was double digits and won Iowa, which I think a lot of people now, it's worth reminding that Cruz actually won Iowa. It's not like uh, Trump ran the whole table from the start. Rubio was definitely in the double digits as well. Yep. And I think 
Just I'm just just spitting facts here, just speaking truths. I think Kasich got into the double digits for a little while there, like you know, ten percent ish. I think that's right. We should you fact right. check me on that remember. one, team. I think he he was definitely it was Trump in the Trump never lost the lead, right? It was Trump and then Cruz and then Rubio, who's coming on the show Friday. There you go, nice tease there. And Rubio's by the way, we're going to have Pence on as well. Yeah, we'll have Pence on uh, next next week. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's Thursday. Wait, oh, tomorrow. This, wait, tomorrow? I thought it was next Wednesday. Okay, sorry. i got to read the show schedule. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> we're going to have him on tomorrow, and that will be very interesting. And, and look, we, we just think that, you know, it's the, the, the fair way to approach this is that we try to, to let you hear from these candidates as often as you can. We'll talk about the things that they're saying, and it's for everyone listening to decide how, how they want to go. And and so that means we got to give everybody a fair shot. I thought, you know, I think... Our, certainly our purpose with Nikki, uh, was to give her, I think it's, I think you started to call her Nikki and then you're like, I mean, Ambassador Haley. It's, I get it. I, just, I mean, when you're not, it's an interesting question, right? So when you're not currently in office. I can I tell you, you something? Go first name. I, I am, I am, people disagree with me on this and I do not care because I, I feel very strongly and I think I am right. I do not believe in forever titles. Period. Full stop. Don't believe it. I don't believe president in it for president. is my exception, by the way. I think if you're ever president, you get to be president. But if you're not an ambassador or a senator or whatever, <sighs> I fade it. No, I, I think, I think, I think the title of an office should stay with the person while they're in office. I don't like this honorific thing. Ambassadors keep their titles forever. Uh, uh, you know, some members of Congress seem to like to keep their title forever. I'm like, nah, nah, not, not having it. Now, people might say, what about on the military side? That would be the exception I'm, I'm willing to make because, you know, it, it's it's a respect for the the achievement of the rank at that point in time. But in general, I'm not I'm not a forever title guy. So I'll just put that out there. Just a big Kamala Harris guy. Buck Sexton. Interesting combo. Um, when, uh, so rough. So unfair. We're going to go down to Miami. We'll talk about what's taking place there. Uh, we'll talk about the question that, that we have been debating on this show long before most were discussing it. You heard Nikki Haley answer it about the whether or not Trump would deserve a pardon. All that and more next. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.